What is up, ladies and gentlemen? You're listening to New Hill Talks, a podcast for the members and regular attenders of New Hill Church. My name is Michael Meadows. I'm the lead pastor at New Hill Church. Mark Sherry, pastoral candidate. And we have with us a very special guest today, an expert on life, Nicole Major, member of the month. Uh, yeah. Now that is an ongoing joke. Do you listen to the podcast, by the way? Occasionally? Yeah. Like occasionally, like when we post it occasionally or like, like every time we post. No, no, no. I've listened. I have listened <laughs> and decided to I would listen. Quite no a few of them. What's your favorite yeah. one? My, oh, no. Um, oh, you can't put me on the spot like that. <clears throat> oh, we put well, everybody we on the spot. <laughs> that's that's what this podcast is. It's just <laughs> putting people on the hot seat. Um, I really, guys, I really can't think of one. So all of them. All of them. Get, cover all your bases. Every yeah. single one Every was Every single favorite. one is amazing. You guys are just amazing. I'm not convinced. Are you convinced? She just lost her member of the month status. That's that's all I'm saying. So, um, how's your old week been? It's been great. Yeah, I'm still I'm still on a the top of the roller coaster from last week, and it's been slow at work because people are on vacation. I, I feel like the top of the roller coaster isn't like the fun place to be. You should For, say like it's I'm exciting. in like the loop, like. Yeah. Is it exciting? It, it's, it's scary. scary. What, you're, you're I feel like pounding right, right before you drop. I feel like the top of the roller coaster was like when you heard about the leaked draft. Like, you're like, ah, oh, I don't know how this ride's going to be. How's it going to end up? That, Am I going to get true. thrown off? Yeah. Am I going to get thrown up on? The like, pinnacle of excitement is when you're going down the hill, no yeah. doubt. And, oh, yeah. and through a loop. That's through true. Loop. But. Yeah. You know, thanks for really breaking that down. I just feel like it was a terrible. Yeah, like I don't know. I just I start thinking about it, and I don't think it like really. I was I was I was at the top of the roller coaster, but now that I've been taken down to the valley of criticism, um, I'll stay there. I mean, I guess if you love heights, and it's like I'm actually afraid of heights. That is so. But I'm curious. What are you guys? What are you guys afraid of? Um, Snake fear, snake phobia. What am I afraid of? Yeah, what do you Probably like? Just I, animals in general. Animals. Yeah, like will like wild animals. So, so like, like yeah, like we're hanging out at uh, we went camping uh, this this week and um, by the way, good suggestion on um, like Allen Creek. Yeah, and uh, it was good, but the raccoons were like gangsters, man. Like oh they no, so like every campground they're bad because like they're they're little fiends. They know like these people are like leaving food out or we could smell it. These ones were some thugs, man. Like, they were fighting. Organi- and, organized gang of yes, raccoons. It was absolutely organized crime. And they were fighting one another. So we brought blankets that had been, like, stuffed in a closet. So they got super musty. And, like, it messed with my allergies. So I went to the car. But, like, getting out of the tent, like, I'd already heard them. And I, like, shined my light. Like, I'd already seen one, too. Like, when we were going to bed, there was one, like, walking at us. So I'm like, this isn't cool. Like, he's, like, walking at me, no fear. They're bold. Um. So, Yeah. One's under the car, and I'm like, man, I need to get to the car. And I keep shining the light, and he finally, like, takes off. And I, like, get in the car, and I start to fall asleep. The dog whines because I'd been sneezing and coughing. And I was like, stop it, man. Cut it out. I need to sleep. He listened. He's a good boy. Start to fall asleep again. And I hear this vicious, like, <laughs> and they're fighting. Yeah. And I, like, go to get my flashlight to see it because who doesn't want to see a raccoon fight? Yeah. Um, Jerry Springer type yeah. TV. Did I know. Ben? Ever or did I ever tell you guys I had to get rabies shots because I got bit by a raccoon? I did slightly hear about no. it. Yeah, yeah. I so, want to hear about it though. Um, the the I, listeners. The listeners. Did you did you there. challenge a raccoon to a fight? What happened? No, I was trying to save a baby raccoon. Oh, and, see, that's your problem. Why? Because <laughs> they're so cute. Um, 
And I was taking it to my aunt's house where I knew she would have, like, she knows people that could even, like, help them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was feeding it. It was taking food from my hand. But when I moved its cage from, like, one spot to another, it got, like, spooked and then didn't want me giving it food anymore. And it just, like, bit the tip of my finger. You know, I have... No, just, like, it just nipped it because it was scared. So... Hold on. Why did you get rabies shots, though? Couldn't they just test the raccoon? Okay, I wasn't going to get rabies shots. Ben was worried. (laughs) You should have got you should have got the raccoon. So here's the thing, though. Insisted I needed to get them. I don't blame him. Rabies is ridiculous, (laughs) guys. Because like maybe you don't know, and you're like, ah, no big deal. Like this raccoon seemed normal. It was a baby. Like there's no way. Well, and babies don't. And then once it sets in, once rabies sets in, you're done. Yeah, (laughs) done. Yeah, I have I have a raccoon ministry actually out of my backyard. When we first moved in the house, we had a raccoon problem and a skunk problem, and I would capture the raccoons. And my ministry was to send them to raccoon heaven, but I was very civil about the way I did it. Um, you know, the Regina the I raccoon get was the raccoon hardest. Heaven. Regina the raccoon was the hardest to send to raccoon heaven because she sniffed the barrel right before, and she was so adorable. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I hesitated, but Aww. yeah, they're 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 nu- They're not just a nuisance; they're they're dangerous. So, am I gonna let my kids, you know, yeah. let this raccoon? run around and bite my kids or do well, I remove was, it? Part of my thing was like getting the raccoon away from, you know, like the houses by us. That was yeah. my whole point of taking it to my aunt's yeah. house. Oh no, they come back. It. They'll come back from miles. miles. No, oh, I, I, I read about that because I thought about doing that too. And if you drop it off, it can actually make its way all the way back to your house. Because hmm. they're, they're, they track better than Yeah, dogs. but like have you seen videos of them jump too? No. Yeah, oh, yeah, they like they, will they jump got, out of dumpsters like on oh, people. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, no, there's some freaks, man. I've I've seen that before. And yeah. like, I always wonder, like, where are they sleeping? Because like, I'm walking through the woods. I'm like, in the daytime, like in a campground specifically. I'm like, you know, they're not far because as soon as night yeah. hits, you. Yeah. I'm like, I was just so walking is it around yeah. here. Holes or trees? I actually don't know either. I don't know. Let's Google it. I mean, they're they're nocturnal. They really obviously. do get used to in these parks like the campers and stuff there because that's how that's the problem with coming with up like right in front of you and just trying to take stuff off of yeah. your picnic table at your yeah. site so yeah they're not scared straight from the world wide web i spelled raccoons wrong by the way do you guys know how to spell raccoons yes because i've had to google spell check <laughs> many times spell it r-a-c-o-o-n-s nope see two c's two c's dang it i knew it that's i spelled it how you spelled it raccoon yeah, uh, it says most raccoons seem to prefer sleeping in large holes in trees or hollow parts of fallen logs. They also find shelter in abandoned cars, <laughs> attics, crawl spaces, barns, and sheds. Um, raccoons change dens frequently, sometimes moving on to a new den every night. They're vagants. Vagrants. Yeah. What's yeah, a vagrant? I, a vagrant is someone who wanders around, right? Like yeah. a, Can you spell vagrant? V-A-G-R-A-N-T-S. Or T. So, so, all right. The, yep. Back back to fears and the roller coaster. <laughs> I hate heights more than anything. Yeah, um, I don't care for heights. Yeah, yeah I, I just like it. like I'm comfortable on the roof of my house, but if I have to climb much higher than that, like I'll go skydiving. I've done that before. That's different oh, to I'd me. Never do that. Um, but yeah, that's they, different they, to me. It's different because no. I have a parachute. And I got a pretty good shot of surviving. That's like the worst but, thing for heights. Hold on. I feel like. I, but see, most I heights. Would, so 
where would you be scared? Like at the top of like a water slide, like looking over the edge? Because uh, there you there, go. If there's water without rocks, I'm okay up to 30 or so feet. But if it's higher than that, I'm terrified. Um, I know I've been on it, going out on buildings or even like at the mall, right? You know, I have this I have this irrational fear that my, my kids are going to climb over yeah, that banister that and fall, and then I start to have the fear that I'm going to fall over. So you would never jump irrational. off of like a waterfall or anything. I, I've like done that. that. Yes, as, done lo- that? as long as someone does it before me and they don't break their legs, you know I'll how do it. you don't jump off of a waterfall. Don't go chasing them. <laughs> oh. Don't chase them. You can't well, fall off. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I thought about it for a second, but I don't have the key. You know. So, so, sorry, sorry to change topics here, but all right. Best two or three ways to exit the world to die. Not not of your volition, but in providence. Do you um, guys have any? I've got top two. Chariots like- of fire. What is it? Chariots of fire. Chariots of fire. Enoch. Michael walked with God and was no more. Oh, so do you mean like biblically? No, no, just like like Um, it could be catastrophic, could be a meteor. I mean, I've got uh, guillotine. Guillotine, wow. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, as long as it just clean and quick. I just I I don't want to suffer when I die. Yeah, like so that's what I tell people is like I'm not afraid of dying. I'm afraid of how I'll die. Yeah, true. Like I wouldn't drowning would be the worst. That's the worst. Or fire. Drowning or fire. Yeah. I could I could go so my top two are airplane crash or tornado. Oh no, airplane! That, oh no, that's oh, I, or I would I, whenever the, there's turbulence in the plane, I get a little bit of excitement just thinking we might go down. Oh, and I would goodness. preach, I'd preach oh, on our way down, I and I bet your souls you know. would be. Did Gary say that that happened with you all? Did you start talking about that in the air? I probably mentioned it. Yes. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. I would never. I can never fly with you because <laughs> he's scared. No, of you. yeah, no. yeah. Because he I, don't, I don't know. Hand. I don't know if he is. So like, I won't speak to that. But I know I am. All right, that that's something. I'm afraid of planes. I don't like planes. Not yeah, about let's, it. Let's send but, but you got you got to remember. You got to remember. Away. I never I never flew uh, before 9/11. And being yeah. a, a oh yeah nine year old kid like watching that happen, I'm like you've got no control over it. Also, when they tell you like, um, I remember the pilot came over the last time we flew, and he's like, we're about to like you know experience some turbulence. Like you know, sit down, buckle up. Nothing. Then out of nowhere, like 30 minutes later, he doesn't give us any warning. It's like, you just start shaking and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, don't like yeah. this. Don't like flying in the clouds. That's a fear in the plane is that like, I don't see what I'm going to hit. I would rather see what I'm going to run into than to just like, done. See, what, what I love about it is I don't have, I don't really have much control to change the circumstances. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. So I like, like, I get afraid when I have control, fearing that I'm going to lose yeah. the control. But when it's out of my hands, I mean, if you're a man who like can't get control of a situation, I could see how that would be a fear. But like, I just keep <laughs> so, my hands ten two on the steering wheel, so brother. The man who tucks and tails on the plate. Do you ever wonder if like <laughs> God is just like you know what? I know that is your fear, and that's, that's where you're how you're going to die. Like, yeah, what if that's really you just sense that's that's really why it's your fear? You sense it. That's what if how you manifest it into existence? Yeah, you speak it. Speaking oh, into existence. What do you think about manifestation? Pro- prophet, self-prophesied. We're going to talk about something of some real substance here. Um, we, at the time of recording this, are a, officially a week into uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Um, yeah. And there's been uh, a lot of things like on Facebook. Uh, I mentioned it uh, the Sunday after. Just some misconceptions about what's going on and 
Um, understandably so, if those misconceptions were real, it would kind of be like a, a head scratcher. Like, did we do the right? Like, that seems a little messed up. If, if that's the yeah. case of like miscarriages are going to land you in jail. I saw that. And like, you're going to get in trouble for having a miscarriage and, and just little things like that that yeah. were just like crazy. And it's like, listen, I think any conservative with their right mind would like not be okay with that because miscar- miscarriages are like non-discriminatory. Like they hit every person of every color and it doesn't matter your social class. Um, people experience these. And it's been really interesting to see like even within our church family, like the women that have stepped up and supported one another. And it's like, I did not realize, and like I wasn't taught this in school, how common that is, yeah. like miscarriages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, is it one in four? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I believe that's a, that's a statistic, um, one in four. So um, little things like that. So what we really wanted to do um, on this episode was um, to talk about the decision, what that decision does. Um, Pastor Mark has an outline of, of some things to kind of work through. Uh, the implications of that decision, what it means for Christians, the world, um, why we love that it was overturned. Um, but also at the very end, so I don't forget and you guys can hold me accountable, I want to talk about um, the choices to make before such a choice. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like life decisions to prevent this. Um, and I, I do want to end with that because I just want to focus here on, on Roe v. Wade, but then get to the, like the practical application of um, so now that this is done, what needs to be done? Like, what, what do we need to do? What do we need to do to prevent, um, in quotations, unwanted uh, pregnancies? So uh, with that being said, I'll start off with a question. What does the overturning of Roe v. Wade mean? Yeah, so v- very generally speaking, um, the Supreme Court ruling from 1973 gave the the Supreme Court a precedence. It was not a law, but a precedence to go by and rule abortion cases over the states. So what that means is states cannot make their own decisions about abortion. Now that that's been overturned in a 6-3 uh, decision, uh, really it was a 5-1 and 3 because one of the Supreme Court justices kind of agreed but didn't agree he didn't go with the major opinion but now that that's been overturned it kicks the rights back to the states and each state who has rights gets to decide what they want for their particular state so what that looks like right now and we don't know it looks like about half the states are going to actually increase their uh, abortion uh, permissions for women up to the point of birth, and the other half are going to almost outlaw it, criminalize it, and in some cases just reduce it down to a certain time. Uh, so that's that's generally speaking. And what you're saying here too, um, and then I'll pass it on to you, Nicole, is like that's that's a reason some Christians were worried before this ruling. Um, so maybe you fell in that camp of like this is going to become like the wild wild west, and like that's what you didn't want. Um, we're past that now. So like that argument can't be made. Like, it's just one of those things that the Supreme court's not going to deal with this again. Um, nor do we need to worry about it. Like it's here. So like now we need to be proactive and like whatever's going on. So if you were, if you were of that camp of like, man, like I'm totally against abortion altogether. Like it should be abolished. Um, but if we're sending the power back to the States and you were looking at New York, California, and like, I don't want to see what they would do. We're here. Like, 
like, did you ever hear that argument? Like, I'm worried about sending it back to the states because then it's going to get more nasty. Joe Knopp even made that point um, when he came here for this, his movie. He said um, a little bit of like his confliction with it is obviously we all want to see it overturned and we yeah. would just rather it just be abolished. Right. But when you realize what it's going to do and yeah. is now doing California, New York, yeah, like yeah. it's, it's so much more, it up. Yeah. It's so much more transparency too. Like yeah. you're really seeing what your legislatures mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. stand for and what they won't. Right. You know, I, yes, I like to, you know, let's get political. I like to think of myself as a Republican, but like, you just, you find that a lot of them, um, I want to speak, oh, yeah, sorry, because I'm soft spoken too. Oh, so you find that a lot of them tend to be on the fence and you never really know what their real convictions are, how they're really leading you politically. And we do need to worry about those types of things because mm-hmm. we live in this world. We have to, you know, follow the constitutional laws. Right. <laughs> so right. it's just, I think it's going to be, um, a lot of people are confused and think that, oh, oh no, these judges are making laws now for us, but they aren't. And that's not no. real civics. Like people need to go and take some lessons yeah, on basic, how, how basic government. Well, that's yeah. the thing is like as an American, now you're going to be able to live in whatever state you want. And you and I were talking the other night is you're going to want to pay taxes and be more informed on taxes and focused on taxes because like you're going to see where it's going as a state now and it's not going funding all of these. So you want to focus on your state level, which is where it should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, like literally just a, even take like the Christian view out of it. You look at just how the United States was established and like this is this is what you want. Like you want to yeah. be able to have those freedoms. And again, like we don't agree with like what these other states are going to be doing, but like we're thankful for this decision as Americans and Christians um, because the states are having the power that they should have had all along. And if you felt like your voting didn't matter before, now like it really does now because yeah, like that's right. because it's like you'd yeah. vote people in. You're like, why is nothing changing? And it's because like well, when you have dictators and I like I'll lump everybody in like the federal government because they overstepped with the Supreme Court in so many ways and still have and are um then your voting really doesn't matter but now it does like with your you're going to be focused on your state level things and and that's really good like because like when you go out to the the polling you know station like it's going to matter like you're going to feel like you're being heard a little bit more like there's still going to be corruption like I'm not saying Wow, Ohio is not corrupt anymore. Like, oh, it's so no, bad. the states are corrupt and like and whatever. But like, this is this is good. Like, there's going to be a much bigger difference on state levels than the way we were set up before. And yeah. this is the exact opposite opposite of overreach, right? If if the Supreme Court were to overreach, they would have kept the decision or enforce something else. But this is, you think about it, they're not using power. They're saying, no, this isn't for us to decide. So for all those people who are like, wow, these, you know, horrible, horrible men are making decisions for us. No, they're letting you make your own decision yeah. for your state. So uh, it, it, to they're your point, it's a it double-edged sword. It's a decision to make. It needs to be. Right. It's, it's bittersweet depending on the state that you live in. So then, all right, so here's the question that has to be answered too, like at least to, to the world, maybe not the Christian, but maybe the Christian's wondering like what's going on? Um, why are people in an uproar? Um, people are saying it's their constitutional right. Where do they get that from? Now, without saying like they're just dead wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Like, wh- like, where at in the Constitution? Because usually well, it's not just out of 
the the air, right? Like they've taken something and misconstrued it. Do you yeah. know which part yeah. of the Constitution well, that they've misconstrued? I, I'm convinced ninety percent of Americans have never actually read the Constitution. Yeah, that's and the problem. I, is they I don't, don't know. I don't it. think they know much of anything. I think that's just a left wing talking point that they really just. Made up, but there, there's literally no sentence in the Constitution there, where no, you can say no, like they've twisted can, this. You can make a yeah. better argument for the right to life from the Fourteenth Amendment yeah. and the entire Constitution. I mean, really, that's the the, the Constitution does not address abortion. Um, yeah, but it has the right to live and pursue I mean, happiness. If you think and, about it, the Constitution um, even really backs like. The, <laughs> the right to not be harmed by someone yeah, yeah. and you're harming someone by killing your baby. Right. You are. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Indirectly, that's how it, it yeah. doesn't use the word abortion, but if we're consistent. Yeah. And this, I think we need to start taking things back down to just very basic terms and yes. not over. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's funny now that. A lot of people know what a woman is. Once again, before this, they <laughs> had no idea. How am I supposed to know? Right I'm not now. a I'm not a biologist, but they suddenly know what a woman is, and that's an important question: yeah. What is a woman? Because you're not just trying to win an argument, but you're defining terms this like is Nicole a plug just for said. Matt Walsh's. What yes, is what is a woman? <laughs> documentary, excellent, highly recommended. It, it is a total. Um, it was so good. It's it's it an airtight so argument that no one can get around. And those who believe in transgenderism, they cannot give any definition for a woman. They don't. They just don't have one. It's not that it's a stupid definition. They they don't have one. Yeah, and, and words. I'm not a biologist. I'm not. That was, <laughs> that was the best Rick Warren meme, by the way. It said, "What is a pastor?" And it said, "SBC. We are not theologians." But it like it stemmed from yeah. Anyway, that's pretty. That good. Was, yeah, it was hilarious. Um, so yeah, so it looks like uh, online they're kind of hitting on the the right to um, make uh, medical decisions for yourself, which is contradictory to um, even what's gone on the past the two past years. Two years, like yeah. yeah, okay, like you want like medical freedom, and you still have like what's what's crazy about this is like but we're we're against medical. it, but you still have it in it's the United States. You just go freedom, to those states. Though. Because your medical um, freedom affects your body, right. Right. not someone else's. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know if you want to like keep it, keep it rolling because we're no, talking that's, about the Constitution. I, but yeah, I was going to actually comment. If you're still using my body, my choice, you have to pick a side, right? You can't you can't say, well, you know, you must get this particular medical treatment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, but you also have the right to kill your child. It's one or the other. All right. So let's let's move through some scenarios, right? Uh, because that that's going to be the thing, right? Like I think all Christians would say, like it's life. Um, now, how you believe that practically, like, is really I think what shows like how you believe it um, theologically, like yeah. mentally. Like, it's easy to say that. It's easy to say you believe in the gospel, but to actually live it out. And I'm not saying that this is like. Uh, if you're a Christian, you've struggled with this topic. It doesn't mean that you're not a Christian. But what I'm saying is, is like if you're saying that the baby's life, um, that is life inside the womb, not just some like little spe- specimen, right? Like, no, this is a human being made in the image of God with value and dignity. Um, then you have to like believe that practically too. So um, that's our premise first and foremost that we believe 
all humans were made in the image of God. And we even see from the scriptures, uh, you formed me in my mother's womb. Right. So mm-hmm. you knew me. Um, even with, with when it goes to adoption, um, Jacob and Esau, before they'd done either good or bad, like God had a plan for them. Like right. when, when you see that, like a plan for election and, um, and not. So God is actively at work even before conception on an individual. And actively, for sure, in conception and, and forming and making and knowing his people. So because we believe that, that's... That, that's the premise we get. Now, you can believe, be a non-Christian, too, which there are plenty yeah. um, mm-hmm. that believe, hey, like I don't think there's a God at all, but like that's life. Um, and and that, that's also a great argument because science proves this. Um, I've heard the argument that um, babies don't, the, the fetus, as they say, doesn't feel anything until 20 weeks. And that's just, it's nonsense. Like, there's, nonsense. There's, yeah. there's been plenty of science and it's, it's just, we're, we're at a like weird point where it's like, if a Christian says it, then it's fake science. Mm-hmm. If, a, if a Christian would agree with it, then it may not be real. Like the whole Jeff, uh, Foxworthy, like if oh. a Christian might believe it, it may be heresy, right? Like right. it, it <laughs> may be damnable brothers. And it's like, no, like if a Christian believes something, it doesn't mean that they're crazy. Christians believe that the world's round. Are you going to say that that's not true now either? Now, not all Christians hey, believe hey. that that's the true. world is... So, so back, but back, back to your... Yeah, I mean, back to your point. I, I just ran into a, uh, an unbeliever, uh, professed atheist at the gym who's a libertarian. And he's more excited about this overturning than a lot of Christians oh, yeah. I've talked to. So, And that, that's kind of a reflection of shame government. on us. Yeah, no. but, but they're excited but because he, he values life. And to Michael's point, you know, this is a life. It is indisputable in all my conversations, in most of my conversations with those pro-choice, they will end up at the end of the conversation saying, yes, it is a baby, but that woman has the right. This is not, this is not disputed by 99% of biologists. They do say that uh, basically... Life begins at conception. And this isn't like one of the books I'm reading, When to Say What, uh, Complete Guide to you know the Topic of Abortion, is they say, don't say we believe life begins at conception. Don't say that because yeah. it's not about our belief in it. It does. That's, yeah. al- that's already an established fact. And I would, I would very much encourage those who get into conversations, you're going to have to sift through a lot of stuff and understand where they're coming from. These these scenarios, the arguments about when life, well, when does life begin? I, I don't know, 26 weeks? 26 to 28, well, which one is it? I mean, it matters, right? They, they don't have a position. And also, uh, when they bring up these rare cases of rape, incest, yeah. or, um, you know, the, the mother's life at, at danger, I would, I would highly encourage you to say, okay, let's say we, had, we made an exception for those cases. Would you still be okay with this? And almost every time they're going to say no. So you don't even have to really address it because it's not a serious question. Well, that's the thing, too, is it's, it's arguing these, these super small percentages. And it's like throwing out numbers is like a fear-mongering thing. It's right. like, or like big, big, scary words like rape and incest. It's like, those will like make you turn your head. You're like, what? Yeah. And like, I, I even saw like the statistic thrown out. It's like, there's 400,000 kids in foster care. Like, we don't need more in the system. And like, first off, yeah. my, my first thought to that was like, you're, you're scaring people because how many people live in the United States? How many are fostering? And 400,000 kids in the foster system doesn't mean that there's 400 kids without a mom and dad. Correct. Some, some kids end up in the system really quick over stupid situations. And Aubrey and I witnessed that with some friends of ours. 
and they should have never had their kids taken away. It was absolute trash. I went to be a, a character witness for them, and they have their children back. Yeah, and the state and the state was not held accountable for that. So when you throw those numbers out, it's total trash to me. At least at the front. Now it's it's heartbreaking. And, and by that, the way, that there's one child in foster care. Like it's heartbreaking to me to think that any kid goes through that. But it does not mean that it's worth just ending, and it's not worth throwing out a huge number just to scare people out of having right. more kids. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if everybody caught the comparison that I made um, the Sunday after Roe v. Wade, but, like, Medina's trying to figure out with the deer population. What they don't want to do is kill them. I don't. And I'm like, all right, you all don't want to kill them because why? They're life and we should be able to coexist. We should be able to coexist with 1.3 million kids in foster care by stepping up and rising to the occasion. And the nonsense that Christians don't do anything about this is is asinine to me. Like it just well, it blows the, my mind here, that we're okay with accepting that as Christians that we stink. There there are years long waiting lists for parents who want to adopt mm-hmm. babies. Right, it's mostly the older kids who are in foster care. Parents would snatch up babies, so it's an invalid proposition to even say there's so many kids that because they're older and most people want babies. So deliver the babies, have people adopt them, and they would get they would get taken up. And what? Sorry, we're not saying it's okay that the older kid like no, we we still want to care for them. I'm not proposing that. But Mark's yeah argument is hey like babies babies go quick like and I mean it is what it is. I mean it's just. Unroofing the roof on their argument, as Francis Schaeffer says. Yeah. You know, you're just you're dealing with the underlying issue of their proposition, and then you can move on because right. they don't have any ground ground to stand mm-hmm. on on that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ben is adopted, and he was adopted mm-hmm. as a baby. Like, I I think about the and I want to say his like his birth mom was like 15. Um, like. Those arguments, well, you're just, you're young. You shouldn't have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Like, Ben's parents are so glad that she didn't have that mindset. Right. You know? Like, yeah. And it's not an easy process with adopting children. Like, I just wish they made that so much easier. I've, I've come across so many parents who would make great great parents and it's like twenty twenty thousand dollars for you to, yeah. to adopt a baby right most like that's would, that's so wrong have. it doesn't yeah. cost that to like deliver a baby in most instances yeah. it's like right. uh what yeah how about they pay for the medical expenses you give them birth certificate and birth rates and right. we call it a day like yeah and, and that goes in like what we we're saying earlier like like we shouldn't just accept roe v wade because like there are other broken things in the system it's like no let's fix those too yes if if miscarriages because of Roe v. Wade being overturned, we're going to land you in jail or in trouble. We should overturn that. Like, we wouldn't be okay with it. But, yeah. like, it doesn't mean that, like, because we're afraid of, like, something bad happening, we should just accept, like, the already bad thing that's implemented to just continue on. It's like, no, like, we continue to make change. Like, I think that's the thing, too, is, like, complacency has become such a big thing for really the whole world. Oh, is like. Yeah. Like, ah, like, I mean, things are, like, running okay. And, man, like, whatever Ben said the other night was so good. He said something about, like... Hard times. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, hard times make good men. Good men make hard. Something like that. It's, like, uh, faithful. Is it the faithful men quote? I no, I don't it? think so. No, it's it's even like a meme that gets passed around on Facebook. Um, hard times make um, strong men. Oh man, are you googling this? Because it really is. It was such sure. a good thing. Are you calling him? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he'll even know it. So while, while Michael calls him, depending on if he 
pick picks up. Um, you know, they, uh, there there are so many. Well, I've got it if he doesn't remember it. Oh, you got it. They might be looking. Yo, what's up, Ben? <laughs> He's gonna Not much, right man. Up. I'm gonna put you on speaker. You're gonna be on the podcast. I want you to say that quote uh, about good times make hard men or whatever it was. Can you share that again? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Do you remember it, babe? So, yeah, so hard times create hard men. Hard men create good times. Good times create soft men. Mm. Soft men create hard times. Yeah. Mm. Kind of a vicious That's cycle. good. A vicious cycle. No, I appreciate that, man. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, like he said that's that true. and he's like, we're in a cycle and I'm like, boom. Yeah. Like that's good. Like uh, so like I do think and hopefully like it is a cycle because like something's gotta give. And and like I, I do believe like, like we're is. like we're so complacent. And it's because yeah. like you look back and, and this is what I've kinda said, like even to, to uh Simon like through COVID, like when it seemed like things are terrible now and I'm like, Well, like our great grandparents, they all have those stories. There's like mm-hmm. always like events mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And like I feel like we're like in a really big one because like even phones technology it's like we've just become so like numb to everything so it's like we're like really in a good time and like we're seeing a lot of like really soft like men and women i love that this will make women be picky about who they're choosing yes yeah this is what i am start the sex strikes right all those actresses are like i'm starting a sex strike (laughs) first of all I'm, this is just, Praise if Jesus. you look into physiognomy, I'm not going to get into it too much. What's but, physiognomy? So it, yeah. it's basically judging people on the way they look, on their behaviors. Oh, okay. So there are there are studies you know that conservatives um, are better looking than liberals. Now this is not every case rule, like men are taller than women. That's not true in every case, but in most cases it is. And... Uh, conservative men produce more testosterone than liberal men. And so anyway, the most of the women who are avid supporters of abortion, they're not the best lookers. So when they come out and say, you know, I'm going to go on sex strike. You read this somewhere. No, it's, it's true. You're not just this saying is, this. Is a, no, no this is, it really this is. This is, this is true. This these are, there are statistics. You can look them up online yeah. right. on physiognomy. It so, just so, sounds really funny. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, it's not me. I just want it's you just, to like, continue making sure you're saying this is a a statistic what? I'm sharing, and I'm not this just is, like this is this is a statistic. <laughs> I'm not going off. This that is a statistic. Triggered this, meme. This isn't just some kind of meme or anything. So when yeah. they say, you know, we're going to go on a sex strike, well, first of all, good. Thank God. That's what we want for unmarried people. Is yeah. you know, be celibate, and uh, that'll that'll reduce a lot of problems in this country, especially with fatherlessness and the home and whatnot. But second of all, it's kind of like easy. Well, all right, so. Um, <laughs> Oh, come on, that's uh, funny. So, all right, yeah, let's let's move through uh, some of the, the hypotheticals here because people, people do have issues. So we do know for sure um, just not being ready in life, not okay. Um, yeah. Now, this could be because you're 15. Um, you, know, you know what, though? Like, the not being ready in life, that is seriously um, just instilled in, in girls yeah. in school. Like, I was... 16, 17, able to go to a Planned Parenthood without my parents and get on birth control without them knowing. Mm-hmm. Like, it, but it is, it's, it, it, they talk about it in school, how, you know, in the public schools, like, this will be an inconvenience for you. And, like, I think about those things even when we were, like, in the abortion clinic with Caleb. Mm-hmm. Like, 
the, all those thoughts are like going through your head and um, he wasn't a horrible thing to happen to me, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. I'm so blessed to have him. Yeah. Like becoming a parent radically changed mine and Ben's lives. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and of course, like there's like long nights, right? Like there's a yeah. long life ahead of you, but like but that's not going to change if you're so 20 many. or 30. Yeah. And then like, all right, so like to to the argument that like you're like not ready to like the 15-year-old, like, Adoption may may be the best bet, um, like putting your baby up for adoption. I'm not gonna make that choice for you of like you've got to um, raise your child, mm-hmm. um, and there's no judgment there. Like yeah. Yeah, like no. that like that is that is totally understandable. Like if if you're in that position, because here's the thing too, like you've got to come to a, a realization of like, man, maybe like I wouldn't be a good parent. Like a drug addict probably would not be a good parent. They should deliver that baby, seek help, but like. They're making the right decision by saying, not only am I going to keep this baby, like deliver the baby, but I'm not going to parent the baby. Right. Mm -hmm. I need to get myself clean because I'm going to screw this human up. But like thinking you're going to screw the human up. So like, just don't have it is, is wild. So to the 15 year old adoption may be best for you to the, to the 25 year old man and woman who like just graduated college and you're trying to get your careers going, get over yourself. Like, um, and like, here's the thing. In the church, so we're going to get the practical application later, but, like, you've got to hear this because I'm being harsh, saying get over yourself. The, the church is there for you. Like, we are here for you. We're willing to help you. Like, maybe your career isn't, like, far along. Maybe you're not trying to climb the corporate ladder, but, like, career means having enough money to put food on your table. The church is there for you whether or not you have a kid. Like, mm-hmm. it, we're here to, to help put food on your, your table to care for you and that baby. Like... So again, like that's where it goes into the idea, like that cr- Christians, like we've just accepted this this whole thing of like Christians don't do a good job. Like it's crazy. Like no. get involved in a, a biblical church and tell me that they don't put food on your table. Tell me yeah. that they won't adopt your baby. Tell me that they won't like invite you over for dinners and meals and yeah. buy you. Co- People bought other families' cars when they've had yeah. kids. Yeah. You you had a story what? of like a mom. Oh, who yeah. was, this yeah. mom was gonna have a, an abortion because she didn't have a van, so she yeah. already had three kids or something. Yeah, fourth one un, like didn't have unexpected. Yeah. Someone bought her a van. It, it was a Roman Catholic pro life group locally yeah. here. They got her. They they got the That's van amazing. idea approved immediately, and they got it either that same day or the next day. And it's not just Christians too. Like there are many you know, pregnancy resource centers that are non-Christian or several and they're they're all over. You yeah. you have to you have people to try to love avoid them. Babies. Yes, we they love do. supporting people with babies. Mm-hmm. I love going to, I mean this I feel like it's not as deep, but like even just like going to baby showers like and just wanting to buy everything in the store for a new mom yeah. is a real thing for us that have been moms and our children are so much older yeah. now. Yeah. And, and guess what? We love people. Like yeah. we yeah. we love people the, we the disagree women. with. Like yeah. I enjoy like talking. Like I talked with a friend today. Like we disagree with this decision of Roe v. Wade, and he's like, "Guess what? Like I don't want to like punch people who disagree with me." And I'm like, yeah. "Thank you." Like, like I totally adamantly disagree with you. But like at the end of the day, like I'm not gonna fight you. Why? Because I value life. Like yeah. I'm glad that you're living and breathing, and I'm glad that you have like the ability to make this decision that you disagree with me. That's because you were given opportunity. Like we care about kids. We care about white kids, black kids, uh, Hispanic kids. Like it's not about that. Like so. Like to me, like 
disarm the person who says that about Christians. Tell them, if you're a member here at this church, tell them that you have people who have fostered and adopted and people in our church that are actively fostering and adopting currently. Like, And praise be to God. So like, we as a church collectively are absolutely doing good. And there are other ways, sure, where we can step up, but please don't buy into the lie that like we are not doing anything. That, there, was a, crazy. there was a leftist on Twitter who wrote, what have... What have Christians done to help newborns after they've been born? And then this day, I'm blown up. Of like, like people are like, "Why adopted three kids?" And yeah. like, I mean, yeah. just just incredible. <laughs> so just just keep in mind, almost every post against it, there's an underlying false premise that can yes. be easily disproven. Yes. It's so you don't have to get, you don't, you don't have really to get is. you don't have to get worked up or like, oh no, how to answer this. The, the answer is never abortion. And, you know, as far as like the ectopic pregnancies or look, there, there are some rare circumstances where it's either the mother or the baby. But I, I personally would say even if we uh, the doctor has to remove the baby, there's no reason to first kill that baby and then remove it. I'd say if there's a circumstance that's definitive and, and there's really nothing you can do, I'd say as a last resort, leave it in the hands of God to remove the baby because the mother is certainly going to die. Uh, but it's not an abortion. Like, like you no. said about ectopic that, yeah. pregnancies. Man, that's, that's, that's the whole misconception thing of, of ectopic pregnancies is like that's the an abortion. Or like, and you know, someone had told me too like about like, our miscarriage and I got the paper that said aborted. They're like, I mean, that's a medical thing. I'm like, I get it, but it's not the same thing. Like right. it's a medical definition. Sure. Like your body aborted a, a baby. Um, Aubrey's did that naturally. And it like, it's heartbreaking, like regardless, but like, if you look up the Webster's dictionary, like definition, it is not the medical definition. Right. So like, I'm not okay with calling it that miscarriages are not abortions. Your body may be yeah. doing that, like that general sense of aborting something, but, and, and then like, um, you know, like saving a life is not taking a life. Like you can't take a life if it's already gone, which is the majority of ectopic pregnancies yes. anyways. Yes, vast um, majority. So, yeah, so like that argument. And so we're speaking passionately. But like if you've like gone through one, like we feel for you. But like don't buy into the lie like that you had like this abortion, um, like in this like same sense or even like same category of of these abortions that are – normalized and going on like those those are the normal abortions of like i just didn't want to i like, yeah. i wasn't ready and like right. it was this or that it it's not your normal is ectopic pregnancies your normal isn't rape and incest which is also uh thrown out which is also still morally wrong like yeah um and i'll say this to to the rape thing it's, it's going to bother people um but i listen to um female experts on this and they say uh, from counseling that these women actually go through more trauma throughout their life um, by aborting a baby mm-hmm. uh, that that happened from rape. Um, they they end up experiencing more trauma. So I'm not listening to a white man on this. This is coming from um, women that are in the field dealing with these women and their depression and their anxiety and their trauma, um, everything that ensues from it because they were raped and then aborted. Like. Rape is terrible. Um, one of the practical applications for, for stopping that, that the leftist movement at least hit it on the head, but like kind of went too far with it for sure. We need to tell our boys like, hey, locker room talk is not okay. Like as Christians, like yeah. it's it's not. And like, but but we all did it. Yeah, we did. It's not okay. Like 
like I'm like looking back as a Christian, like I'm not proud of like what we said. And I'll tell you what, like if we ever adopt a boy or like there's any boys in this church and I hear locker room talk around you, like it's not okay. Like that, that girl is made in the image of God. Do not look at her, talk about her like that. And if you hear or see anything, I'm just being blunt, boys knock them out. Like you want to teach boys to be men, let boys be men. Like step up and talk to them. Like, don't be like I'm from West Virginia. Don't be afraid to throw hands. Like if you hear a boy talking bad about a girl, we're also to be clear, we're not condoning violence because of yeah. words. No, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no. This is don't keep your no, hand. Everybody should keep, keep your keep hands. hands keep your hands off. Speech is not violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like well, because that, that locker room talk about women is not biblically how you're no. supposed to think about that's what i'm saying it, yeah. obje- it objective it objectifies women and then like yeah there's the misconception too that christians are just okay with this and it's like yeah. we're not no. so like make it clear if someone says something speak back if they act in violence with hands touchy the right. boys like step up for your sisters like yeah and not oh, just like yeah. biological sister. step up for your sisters in christ the girl that you go to church with you see somebody at, at church like doing something like you stop it like that's what we need to do and like i know that there's not instances there's tons of instances where you just there's no way to stop it um and, and like there, no one's are, there, but. there are some instances like you hear these stories about people on subways you know and that's happening yeah and the men yeah. just stand there they, while they it's watch happening. and they videotape yes it's like that's, it's a phenomenon like, i can yes. only imagine that like i don't get when people film fights people will film fights now yes. and i'm like but not what are you not breaking up? Are we in high school? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and and I'd say even take it one more step. I know if I took you're, that like really far. No, no. no if, you're, if, you're, stores, like, if if you're a man, stand up for the right of the child in the womb. You you know honestly, you may know someone, or you might be in a situation where you or someone else sinned, and it feels complicated because you're going to be exposed if this baby's born. And you could be in whatever position in life, and you can justify it however you want. Like Ravi Zacharias justified his, you know, sexual assault against his therapist because if he was exposed, if she exposed him, millions of lives would be lost because of they they'd go to hell because they would be able to. Hear. Don't don't justify if you've done this. Accept the consequences. Allow life. You know, promote life at yeah. any at any expense yeah. and i i really do believe that we i think if you asked any person on the street today and you said you know um what about those nazis right can you believe those nazi sympathizers who you know refused to hide jews and supported them didn't say anything i really do think that we're in a very similar situation where abortion is the biggest crime of our society over the last 50 years and will continue to be in in different pockets of the country and no and we don't say anything no i'm not saying you need to get on facebook or twitter or but but certainly we need to be voc- we need to be vocal about this. We we cannot be silent because that's just giving the enemy the ground. I mean there's there's nothing to gain. And it will it will cost. It'll it might cost your friends, your reputation. In some cases it could cost your job. But do the right thing and don't worry about the consequences and speaking on it and uh, helping financially with words, prayer, however is is always the right thing to do so one thing i wanted to go back to was like just the trauma right Mm -hmm. um 
so like the left or people who are you know pro-choice talk about the the trauma that rape victims go through but they leave out the fact that in I don't know if this just isn't known as much but in circles of women who have had abortions um there's a lot of trauma in that there are actual Mm. groups that women have to go through um a lot of uh therapy to get over the fact of what they've done especially as you become older and you're away from this um you know you're young you're younger uh girl and you're being taught like pro-choice this is your decision whatever you want and then as you grow older and you either start to have a relationship with Mm -hmm. god or just in general wisdom tends to come with age you realize like what you've done the amount of women that have so much trauma from Mm -hmm. that and have to go through counseling they don't talk about any of and i can imagine like even like what you're saying is like groups that it's like it's constantly and you and you're surprised at the women that you know you see going through this Mm -hmm. right right. like it's just it's just not talked about yeah then even like like when you start having kids like i can imagine like that like mm -hmm. so like when we had messes with yeah like when we had uh our first miscarriage um like i remember we were like pregnant alongside of like someone i worked with and then like when their baby finally got there i was like oh like we'd be having our baby right now like it kind of hit me there i'm like Thick. I kind of wonder like what our baby would like look like or like be like yeah. and like yeah. how late what and it's like it seems like silly things and people may roll their eyes at that but like I mean like I wasn't I didn't go into any depression but like our minds kind of like wander like what would that be like mm-hmm. you know to be a dad right now um, right. and you just start to think about like those possibilities so I can yeah, imagine even like someone who's gone through that like what it's like, worse like I feel like when you know that you've made that decision right yeah. right for yourself With, right? and that's what I'm saying like, so like it's easier to get over things yeah. when it's you didn't have any control over it yeah. yeah yeah and that's what I'm saying is like you even think about it then so like how much more for for someone who's like made this decision yeah um so yeah so <clears throat> those were some of the scenarios I wanted to hit on again I, I think that like really encompasses at least the circumstances is like like there's nothing in your life like that like should prevent you uh from even like considering making that decision the church would step up in all circumstances uh no doubt find honestly find me a church where you go in and say you're considering abortion uh for this reason or that reason um and tell me uh that they didn't help you other than like westboro baptist like don't don't go there they'd probably like kill you for like getting pregnant out of wedlock I, i don't know but um, but like go, go somewhere and tell me like that situation happened to you and no one helped. Um, yeah. and like literally tell me because I'll email them and tell them that they're not a church. Um, yeah. and then I'll point you in the right direction of a church that would us being one of yeah. them. Like we just have so many families that like are so encouraging to me, like in ways that like I could do better. Um, but like, you know, even Aubrey and I've realized like in our life situation, as far as like fostering and adopting at this moment, it's like. We don't have to do that. We can come alongside of those who are. Yeah. Um, because there's times where they get tired and they're worn out. So, like, if we can, like, watch their kids, give them date nights, give them gift cards, like, whatever it might be. Um, and even seeing, like, one of the our groups rally around a family as they were getting ready to get a foster child, um, they still have. It's, like, seeing them step up to the plate and supply gift cards and diapers that's and the meal real trains. That's village. And, right? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, that's amazing. That's something that we should be doing. So, um there's just no scenario. And again, I, I totally get where people come from, like with the rape one. 
Um, but like, don't, don't feed in the lie of like, it's better to just like do two bad things, um, to just get it over with. Like one bad thing happens, so let's just do another, like the trauma that you will go through. And again, this is from what, what I've heard from professionals who are on the ground working with women who've done this and gone through it. Um, it, it's not worth it. And it's definitely not worth the baby's life. Um, I saw one of our members post about this is saying that there's beauty in the ashes. Like, so, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, like God's going to do something with it. And it's so confusing in this broken and fallen world. But um, that kind of leads to one of the questions we had submitted uh, that I wanted to hit on. Is this uh, on the abortion? Because I was going to give one more thought. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So so th- I, I say this in sincerity and realize that this is kind of a maybe sensitive because we might have people who hold this way. So if you're if you're one of the people who believes that politics doesn't belong in the pulpit, and I, I get it, right? I understand that. I was... I was kind of in that persuasion for a few years, so I'm not, I'm not accusing or, or uh, thinking that you're unreasonable and ridiculous. It, it, I can see how one can come to that conclusion. But if you believe that, then I would, I would just encourage you to look back at this situation and how, how many evangelical pastors in 2016 told Christians to not vote for Donald Trump. Some of them, even a Reformed Baptist said, I'm voting for Hillary. Now, they influenced tens of thousands of evangelicals. Had they gotten what they want, this would not be the outcome. We would have had liberal Supreme Court justices who would have upheld Roe v. Wade, would not have been overturned, and untold numbers of babies would not be spared. So you can see a direct correlation, Look, especially for like the never-Trumpers, I think this, I've been a purist in uh, my theology and even in some of my practical applications, and it doesn't always work out, right? Being a purist means, well, here's this ideal. Uh, I don't believe, I don't agree with the Democrats or the Republicans, so I'm going to go vote third party. And if you do that, that's fine. But think, think about, had you done that, I mean, mm-hmm. your candidate's not going to win, Um Yes, vote your conscience and all that, but I would I would just say that God used uh, Trump and Kavanaugh and Barrett and Gorsuch and you know even Mitch McConnell, all people who are very broken, who I think have lots of horrible policies. I I, I voted for Trump, right, because I think he was uh, significantly better than the alternative option. But isn't that amazing how God used this broken man to accomplish this? And he has many flaws, but I would just I would just say if, if that's if that's the connection that you are missing on voting and politics in the pulpit, then you wouldn't get the outcome that we have right now that we're rejoicing over. Yeah. I mean, Rick Warren said this is all because of him. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> He, uh, he did overturn it single-handedly. No, yeah. With an ox goad. <laughs> good points, good points. So we did get a question uh, submitted. Um, it's like, it's a two-in-one. Um, so I'll, I'll ask you this, uh, Pastor Mark. Oh, boy. Uh, I haven't seen this one. Don't, don't be, start sweating there, Shiny. Um, when God creates us... By the way, uh, I'll share this with the podcast listeners. So we're hanging out doing a staff meeting, and we had the Juarez kids over and uh, one of their children, I won't name uh, name him. Uh, so there you go. It's I half, know who it is. Half, half who it is. Yeah, you know, you know. 
he says, oh, I got one question. We're talking to one another, the adults, like any more questions. Like, And then he pops in. He says, yeah, I want to know why Pastor Mark's head is so shiny. <laughs> like, does he, and he's like, I'm, I'm being sincere. Like, does he do something to it? Like, yeah. It's good. I mean, it's, so we want to know. Yeah, I, I wax it every day. I actually, Stop. Get out I of here. I put a really? picture of Mister no, Cleanup, and oh I get a goodness. big thing of wax, oh and just no. This is just the natural shine. I mean, so the glory I, I, of just I made, the way God blessed you. I made, you, I made right? the point I mean, that like a lot of people, like our heads are oily. Like even your face is like it's, very it's oily. Of course, yeah. Oil. So yeah. 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 Um, so it's like it's natural, but like even I Jeremy Dubois' head isn't shiny. So like we well, we're trying to figure out like are some, some people more shiny? Yeah, than... some of us are blessed more by God than others with oil on our heads. So yeah. you've been yeah. anointed with oil. I've been anointed. This is <laughs> too many times. This is a sign. Like this it is makes a sign. Sense. Of if you put oil on your head, it wouldn't come out because it doesn't come out of my dishes. It's like you know. I'm, Especially motor I'm, you, oil. You know, Rose is going to see all these Amazon orders for removing head oil. Oh how do I, goodness. you know, Google searches, how do I remove the shine? I don't know that she never head. listened to the podcast because of this. <laughs> Otherwise, she would just know. I'm going to encourage right. her now. So that, that was an honest question that he had. Good so one. it was fun. Um, this question, uh, serious. Uh, when God creates us and knows us before we are born, why does God allow miscarriage? And then there's a follow up question. So first off to that. Yeah, so the question, uh, if God... When so, so, God creates us and yeah. knows us before we are born, why does God allow miscarriage? Yeah, I mean, this, is, this, is, this goes back to the fundamental question of why is there evil in the world? Why does God, knowingly, knowing what's going to happen, make the world? So the, the, short, the short answer is for his glory. That's the short answer. Uh, it says that God kills and he makes alive. Uh, that's that's what our God does. And he he life is in his hands, um, and he does it for his purpose, for his glory. And we don't understand that. That that answer doesn't jive with us. Doesn't feel good. We want some kind of. Now, we want to see a direct connection. Like, well, here's what happened. The one the one example I can think of is, and I, I'll forget his name. It's two guys uh, that sound kind of like Jeroboam, Jeroboam, but one of the one of the one of the guys' babies dies, and the the comment from the prophet to him is that God had mercy on the child because he that child was going to grow up in a wicked line of um, of basically idolaters who were being judged by God. And so God had mercy on the baby by taking him home before, uh, like when he was very young. Mm. So it, it, it doesn't it doesn't really itch your scratch probably, but that is the biblical answer. And there, yeah, and I mean, and, and that's a result yeah. of the fallen world is death. So um, like naturally, like death happens, um, and we see that death is not discriminatory either. Like see children die, we see. Uh, young adults die, you know, like I, I had a friend in high school, um, from high school recently passed away of like a natural death. And like, that's unheard of at like 27. Like, that's crazy. Um, you, you know, you have like a, well, I don't know if it's natural, like a disease, right? But it wasn't anything self-inflicted. And it's, it's like really unfortunate, like, you know, seeing those things. So like, yeah, obviously, um, God is, uh, allowing it to happen, happen and he's using it for, uh, his glory, um, that's a, a good way to look at it though. Like remembering like it's merciful almost. So then the follow-up question, uh, for this one, uh, this person put it in says, and will we know our baby in eternity? Oh. I, I believe so. 
Yeah. I, I'm 100% convinced. I think, I, I don't know how that all works in the cycle of maturity. I, I don't have those answers. The Bible doesn't really address those. But I do think that infants are under God's sovereign election and that we will see each of those babies, whether killed by men or by, you know, uh, uh, miscarriage, we will see them and look them in the face and be able to fellowship with them. That is my understanding from Scripture. What do you, what do you guys think? Oh, that's such a beautiful thing. I've never actually, like... Huh. That, I don't know. That's one of the honestly. That's one of the reasons I think more people will be saved than lost. Um, I mean, we had a lot, a lot of infants die. It was like one in two, in um, you know, a few hundred years ago. That's a lot of. That's a lot of people who I think will be in heaven. Um, what do you What do you think? I think so. I don't have any definitive scripture to back it up. You already kind of hit on the fact that um, there's not a lot there. Um, well, I mean, definitively, like if you to say. go to heaven. Yeah. Right? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, if you, if, if you will go you to see heaven, them? Yes. If you, see them? Oh, yeah. if you believe way, on Christ, there, yeah. right? But okay. Here, by the way, First uh, Kings fourteen, and the reason I couldn't remember is because it was Jeroboam, and I thought of that name. I'm like, wait a minute, he was a bad guy. So it says here when his child died. Um, let's see, and all Israel shall mourn for him and bury him. For he only of Jeroboam shall come to the grave, because in him there is found something pleasing to the Lord. Like, God, God brought a child home, actually in an unbeliever's home, because he found something pleasing in him. So, we, why, why does God call home many of his children before their time? Because he found something pleasing in them. Mm-hmm. That's that's my uh, answer for that one. Yeah. First first question. No, that's good. So, um, yeah, I mean, really really interesting to like think about. Again, we value life. So this is where I want to end the practical steps. Um, you kind of hit on it at the beginning. It's like imagine if we like talked about all the choices you can make, mm-hmm. so that you never even have to consider this choice. Um, like I said before, like boys speak up. Um, to other boys as they talk about girls say hey it's not okay like we don't like we shouldn't even be thinking about that like right like let's suppress our testosterone we're 13 14 15 16 17 like let's fight this um dads let's talk about it with our young men um moms talk about it with your young ladies and let's explain to them like these urges are real um, yes. the the temptation is real oh, yeah. um, people experience it every person like i can't imagine a person not experiencing this. Like Paul addresses it back in First Corinthians seven that it's better to marry than the burn with lust. Yes. Um, so like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the fruit of the spirit and self control. Mm-hmm. Um, like, hey, like it's it's worth the fight. It. I heard a non-believer say the the risk is not worth the reward mm-hmm. um, of premarital sex. Like, wait until you just have someone that you know that you love um, and you're gonna be with them forever. They didn't even use the word marriage, but they were like. Make sure, yeah. like, that's the one person. Like, imagine if we got back to basics. It's like, we're talking about this abortion thing, which, like, again, I'm glad it's outlawed, like, um, at least from the federal stance. States are going to start making their decisions. Hopefully, all the states eventually will make the right decision. But, like, imagine if we just got back to, like, the like the grassroots of things. Like That's guys, the like, thing that I'm most excited about, yeah. I think, with all this. Like, yes, obviously, I'm so happy that the decision of sending it back to the states, because I... I do love hearing that, you know, 
Planned Parenthood had to cancel so many appointments Ooh, and stuff. I love hearing that. Ninety percent down. Woo! Well, right? isn't that interesting? But, <laughs> they they claimed that abortion was only three percent of their business, but first day in those states where they went they throughout could, the statistics, they they, their business first day no businesses had to the Planned Parenthoods many of them had to close down first day. It's like, well, wait a minute. If abortion is only three percent and the rest yes. is cancer screenings and all these other things. No, 97, 99% of their yeah. business is abortion. So anyway, but sorry I, to interrupt. I do like the fact that um, I feel like this will actually be more power for women. It will. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm very much an independent woman, but I know how to submit to my husband, right? And yeah, I and like, that's that the thing. Like, Christians be... are not against, like, women, like, being, like, entrepreneurs and going out and working yes. hard. Like, yeah. like, like I love that you say that. Now you'll be picking men. Who will actually come aside with you and yeah. not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I I think this will be such a good thing for women. You will. You'll be pickier about who you you choose for the yeah. rest of your life. Yeah, and there's yeah. absolutely like you cannot make an argument where like premarital sex like makes sense like at all. It doesn't. Like it just it doesn't. And it's like well like you know like how are you gonna know like and it's like just don't. And how about you just like so that's the thing too is like. Christians aren't just about it for like procreation. It's like recreation too. Like the, the Lord says it's good. Right. Like the Bible talks yeah. about it. Go read Song of Songs yeah. and tell me like it's not like yeah. a Marvin Gaye song. Like you're reading straight out of the scriptures. And it's like, like we are telling you like you enter into this covenant with one another. Go have fun and get to like go. Like we're not, it, we're saying put things in their proper place. Yes. The value of life is worth fighting for. Um, the sanctity of marriage is worth fighting for and enjoying and every bit of it. It's not being bound to one another. It's becoming one and enjoying one another. And the, the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual aspects of life, like, it's just so crazy. Like, when we're, we're talking about this, and it's like Gary and I were talking on the phone this past week, and literally just this is causing people to like rethink you were talking about the sex strike and it's like yeah good like you all shouldn't be having sex outside of marriage anyway right, like, right. like it, it literally just it just makes sense um and you know this is one of those things too where people are going to be like oh like we've all been teenagers and been there and it's like well let's stop that and kids need to hear that they need to hear that from the pastors uh that are standing before them like like, we have fallen, and we can tell you. Like, this isn't one of those situations where you, like, should just ignore us. We're telling you it's not worth it. Like, take it from 19-year-old Michael. Like, he would tell you again and again, get married. I would have told myself, like, yeah. get married a year earlier. Get married but, like, young. But Aubrey felt like, hey, like, we need a year. Like, this is kind of like the pressure that you get with marriages and stuff. Like, have this longer engagement. And it's like, no, like, we could have been married a year earlier. And it's yeah. like, it's worth it. It was, it was difficult. And yes, we've changed, but it is worth that fight. Like getting to know one another and see how we've changed. And see how we've changed politically, like right. spiritually, how we've grown. Yeah. Like things change, yeah. but like you're not do developed. More grow together, yeah. I feel like. So, like for me and Ben, having Caleb before we were married was so much harder than having Logan yeah. and Gwen mm-hmm. after being married because there is there's something about that like commitment especially yes. for women having yeah. that official commitment from mm-hmm. the man it's that security. you're with yes yeah. yeah women take it from the great theologian that said if he likes it then he better put a ring on it right <laughs> oh, she's, she's telling she's him horrible. the great theologian Beyonce hey even oh. there's a diamond in the rough somewhere every rose has a thorn listen. <laughs> 
I'm telling you, like girls, tell the guys, like, hey, like, put a ring on it. Act like it it is worth it. I'm all about. I think it's best to get married younger. Now I'll admit, in this culture, and people wait till their 30s to get married. They're waiting longer and longer. It is harder because our culture is a breakup culture. It is a test drive. See if this works. Always moving on to the next. So I hate that test drive thing. And another thing. Uh, we're we're way uh, we're out of time here really but like the porn industry is like ruined people's like perception on um, what marriage should look like and like having like these these high expectations and it's like that's a huge problem with the test drive culture because it's like I gotta make like it looks like yeah like you're setting yourself up for yeah absolutely no no one's gonna meet those expectations because it's like you're never gonna find the ryan gosling from uh what movie was that the The notebook the notebook notebook. you're never gonna find that man because he's an actor i think he won an oscar for that because he's acting like yeah quit like setting yourself up for failure with these high expectations and at the expense of babies right like Right. It's just not worth it, guys. This church is, is here to put Jesus into perspective and serve um, his creation. So don't buy into the lies that the world's telling you. If you're a Christian you've been upset by this, the world's gotten to you. Like, we are here. Christians are fighting. We're here to make a change. We are here to sympathize with, with those who are considering it and telling them it's not okay. We've got your back. Like, don't don't fall into the lie at the expense of a baby. And, and also... Many people, myself included, were so shocked by this decision. It took a few days to really sink in yeah. for it to fully like come to fruition in my mind. And I'm realizing, wow, we can do more good for this country. Good I didn't think was conceivable. So there's other decisions that our country has made that we can go back and revisit and win. Because God is doing the work. I think this will show... Um more people who have this horrible idea of what Christians are or what they're yeah. supposed to be, you'll this movement will even show people like, oh, Christians are willing to help me. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. it won't be Wait, what? What? They're not all just like hypocrites or, you know, like this mentality. Oh man, so have. many myths we can bust down. The whole hypocrite yeah. one, like all the yeah. Christians. Christians quit saying you're hypocrites. Everybody's a hypocrite. Like yeah. it it's just it's like they're trying to disarm us. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we're hypocrites, but yeah, guess what? Like, we're on the process of sanctification. Like, yes, I am, but... Right. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree, Nicole. I think this will, will hopefully show the world. There's going to be more and more lies, but hopefully they see the, the fruit of uh, the Spirit working through us. Yeah. So, we hope that this podcast helped you put Jesus into perspective and... Uh, the dignity and value of life uh, today because we are made in the image of God. If you have questions about this podcast, a previous podcast, or about a relationship with Jesus, please go to newhilloh.com slash ask to send in your questions for a biblical response. All right, church, go and honor God in all that you do. Observe the things he's commanded, provide to the needs of others, and extend the offer that's been extended to you. Peace. Rick Warren Speed. <laughs> <laughs>